Carlos Correa, will this saga ever end? And is there any possibility of him coming to the north side or at least the Cubs pursuing him if he is still out there? Trey Mancini is still available as well. Could the Cubs bring in yet another bat to their offense? And we wrap up with some trivia. Here we go. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Monday episode as we kick off another week here on the show. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, where we start today, Sam, is with Carlos Correa as the drama, the saga, this episodic adventure mm. might be coming to an end or it might not. Maybe he uh, he doesn't play at all this year. Uh, I think that's <laughs> far-fetched, but a lot of possibilities certainly still seem out there. And Correa has Made agreements with not one, but two teams so far this offseason. And like the Giants before them, the Mets this week raised concerns about Correa's surgically repaired lower right leg, potentially jeopardizing their 12-year 315 M's agreement with the star shortstop, who would likely uh, or who would move to third base if he does arrive in Queens. They're trying to restructure the deal, Sam, because of that. Uh, leg along with other potential injury concerns we'll see if the Mets actually back out especially with how public owner Steve Cohen was about his excitement before the pen hit the paper but perhaps uh, this will continue or or will wrap up Uh, we'll see how that shakes out this week and as we see other teams potentially getting in the mix we've heard about the Twins is there anything that you would like to see with Jed Hoyer and company on Clark and Addison just to possibly squeeze in there for this guy? Yeah, uh, I'm actually fairly passionate about it. And it's not its not about – I want everyone to listen very carefully here. It's not about if they land him or not, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but most of us from our reading – going into the offseason, felt like the Cubs really were interested and wanted Correa on a short-term, high AAV deal. Is that fairly Is that fairly easy to say at this point? Yeah, I would say seven, the seven, eight years or less range, yes. Yeah, right. Well, now, I would even argue, and again, I may not have the numbers right, and I understand, for example, with everything that's being said, and, and I, I'm still not exactly sure what's wrong with him physically. I know it's a, a lower extremity, a leg situation. I'm not going to speculate. But if the Cubs were to offer him a four-year deal right now with a couple of opt-outs, let's say an opt-out after year one and year three, basically giving him two cracks to, to re-enter free agency after a really good season, 
and they were to do that at, let's say, 30, 35 million a, a year. I don't know what that is. I I don't know if Correa takes that. Maybe the Twins come in with an eight-year deal. And I would I, at this point, I wouldn't want the Cubs to offer an eight-year deal because we know there's something clearly wrong with them. But for something that's a very small uh, uh, commitment, so like a one, you know, a four-year deal, but with a couple opt-outs, so he could opt out, just like what he did with the Twins. I think it's really important for Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts to be in on that. Whether they get him or not, it's a different story. But to really show the fans, and I'm speaking here as a fan, not as a podcaster, that they are really serious about winning in 2023. Because so far, Dansby Swanson, nice job. Jamison Tyone, eh, fine. Bellinger, nice job. Hosmer, Boxberger, fine. But they're, they're 12th in payroll payroll as it currently stands, Matt, for 2023. They're 12th, okay? That's not exactly going above and beyond to try and put a winning product out there. And we've discussed many times on this program about how, well, we think that they're, they just want to put out a good team or a decent team in 2023 and then see what happens with the minor leaguers. But here's an opportunity to really flip the 2000 – forget the future – the 2023 Cubs, if you were to add him. And I know I know there's other avenues that you could go. I know that there's a, you know, a, a lot of people on Twitter have asked me about Bauer. That's a separate situation because all 32 teams, or, or 30 teams, there's 30, there's 30 teams, isn't there? 30. All, yeah, all 30 teams have access to Trevor Bauer at a cheap price. So if all 30 teams aren't going after him, or if just one goes after him, that's a separate thing. There's a there's a moral thing. If the Cubs were one Aroldis Chapman away, like they were in 16, then then I'm sitting here talking about, well, the Cubs should really do their due diligence on that. But Correa is different because Correa commands money, and the Cubs keep telling us that they have money. So, you know, I'm asking you, actually, forget, forget the show for a second. Don't you think it'd be frustrating if the Cubs aren't drawn to him even a little bit? It would. I just don't see how I would how 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 I would have proof of it. Like, how would I know that they made that effort? Right. Well, and, and, and that's, maybe I don't, and, and and I don't know if I need to, because yeah. th- this, at this point, we've gone down s- such a street where there's just so much weirdness. Yeah. I I would, if, if it's now a short-term deal market for Correa, I always like the idea of just copying the Twins deal from last winter, where yeah. it was three years, 100, 105 M's. And the opt-out is after one. Right. Just get him here and see what happens. I, I, yes, I would, I would like them to pursue that. Right. But at this point, as far as we are down the line, I guess I'm kind of resigned to my fate in terms of their pursuit of that player. But let me, because let, they didn't offer him a deal the first time. But let me answer your question with a question. You say, how would you know that? Wouldn't Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts want to go above and beyond to let the fans know that they tried to get them? Because the biggest criticism right now of this regime is they're not using all their financial resources and they're not trying that hard to win right now. And again, I am not saying eight years. I'm saying, listen, if the Twins wrap him up tomorrow at an eight-year deal or the the Mets and Correa finalize an eight-year deal, no, no, no. Stay away. Good. There was no point. right. But if, if, if there is a deal out there for five or less with a couple of opt-outs and the Cubs aren't in on that when they have a significant hole, in my opinion, at third base, I think I, I just think it's, for me, I always look at this stuff from 
It's optics. I'm not even really talking about winning baseball games. I'm just talking about getting in a better standing with your fans and the organization. And if the Cubs either were to A, land Correa, or just speaking for myself, B, say, hey, the Cubs had a four-year offer and the Twins ended up going with six or the Mets, I would still be like, you know what? That's really good because they tried and they're trying to win this year. Whereas they didn't even offer Correa, like you said, in the initial. Yeah, I, I think five is a good over under number. Um, yeah, and and if they offered a four or five year deal, that would be really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I'm just kind of past the. I don't know if it builds an up enough goodwill in my in my perspective. I I just don't think that. I think it goes back to just the trying, the trying argument. Right. You know, it's not enough to try and. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with this is that he was always the top or one of the top impact bats. I would only hope that if the market becomes a five or less market, sure. that they would enter the ring again. Yeah. But it seems like, yeah, so I, I would like that. I yeah. guess for me, it's a struggle of just moving past how far down the road he is with the Mets, the history he has with the Twins. But certainly if it became a five or or less market in terms of years, then yes, they should be, have a seat at the table. Um, I just don't, I think for me at this point, I don't need that to prove to me that they're serious. See, and, and, and I do because the Swanson thing, was not about trying. You had to get one of those guys, no matter how much you tried, you had to get one. They did that. Right. Now I'm at a point of like, okay, how serious are they? Because they lose out Christian Vasquez, right? And and, and they were like, you know, I get these, I, I a lot of what we talk about on this show, I form from questions that I get from listeners on Twitter that I have a problem answering. For example, uh, uh, my, my friend Jeff asked me, why couldn't they just, offer Vasquez 2 million more, 3 million more. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. If, if they did, would he have still signed? But what I do know is it's a very fair question. The other thing I, I, I want to know is why didn't the Cubs ever have a conversation with Rodon Rodon? The fair, the fair answer is, yeah, that one's weird. Well, the fair answer that I get is it was just industry known. He was going to the Yankees. Okay, fine. I'm just saying, forget for you know, baseball knowledge for a sec. At me speaking as a diehard fan that's going to watch 158 of 162 games, right? Something, yeah. something crazy like that. I just, I still, from the bottom of my heart, don't know that the Cubs really care that much about winning 85 to 90 games in 2023. I think they have a plan and I back up their plan, but it would just be for me. And obviously, it's not the same for you. And, 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 and we'll see if it's, like that for listeners, it'd be really refreshing to see if they tried to go the extra mile and steal a guy like that. Could it happen? Is it even logistically possible, as you say? I don't know. But if it is, I'd like to, I would just love to read an article that says Cubs were in on Correa. Uh, yeah, maybe but, it's leaked or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my guess is, is if they are, they're going to leak it because if they are, they're, they're, right. they want that public uh, uh, applause, which I'll give them. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to reflect on that. I, I think that, uh, it would be nice to have that information. Um, unfortunately, I just think that I guess where I'm at with this is a very conflicted spot because I think in many cases they've shown that maybe they're not as serious about this year. 
which right. is unfortunate. Which, which is unfortunate, but it's possible. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so I, I, and I think just to put a bow on it, I still would be surprised if oh, Correa wasn't sure. a Met. Oh, I, ooh. but I think the Twins have a shot. I, I would be surprised if he was wasn't just a, there. I wasn't. I would have. I would be surprised if he wasn't a Met or Twin. I'm okay, just saying. Yeah. And, and and by the way, let me just clarify this, and we can move on. Because I, I just think these conversations are important to have for, for, for fans of the team. I'm okay with the Cubs, you know, hey, let's win 80, you know, quietly saying, hey, this year, let's just see where we develop, and then next year is the big year. I just wish they'd be a little bit more transparent about it so, like, I know as right. a fan kind of what to root for. Because last year you go get Suzuki and Stroman. This year you go get Bellinger, Tyone, and Swanson. It's like, are we in? That's are we true. out? That's what, true. What are we doing? And I always get, I get a lot of, hey, Sam, what's the plan? And I try my best to right. answer it. But if they were to be in on Correa, it would just make it a lot easier of an answer. And from a baseball perspective, it's a ludicrous uh, debate. He, he, would, he would play third. He would bat second or third. It would well, solve be, well, so he, many things. Well, he'd be the best player on the team. Yeah, we wouldn't be close. And 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 then the other thing is is what like people would use the medical thing. I, I think the medical issue is is a long term issue. I I don't really think it's going to yeah, impact I, him the next couple of years. Now I'm no. not a doctor. I haven't seen the guy's MRI report. That's pure speculation. But right. if the Giants were willing to go down to ten and the Mets, you know what I mean? I I don't think it's a if if it, if it was something really serious, they wouldn't still be in negotiations. It'd be done already. Right. Right. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on this. Just food uh, for sh- thought. Just food not for sure thought. if we'll have closure about it this week or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Coming up next, uh, there is still a free agent available that hasn't signed or made any agreements with any team, and that's Trey Mancini. Mm. And uh, we'll poke around uh, his market next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info. Stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Perhaps when we wake up Monday morning, Sam, we'll be looking at odds of first overall picks for the Chicago Bears in the NFL draft. We'll see. Uh, where that ends up, maybe we can even give you an update here at yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that. press time. Um, but we'll see about the odds with picks. We got Bryce Young uh, near the top of the boards, other players. Uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Bet online where the game starts. Um, you could kiss the number one pick goodbye uh, as the Indianapolis come back. The Colts lead by seven here with one forty-five to go. Uh, Who has the football? Uh, the the Texans have the ball. Not over yet. But it's fourth and 12. Oh, okay. It's probably over. All right. Well, the second pick, you still control a lot of the market. Which they will be trading down for. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I love your matter of fact. Well, they will. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if they will. but uh, right. I just want them to be good again. Yeah, no, me too. Maybe for two years at a time. And could Trey Mancini make the Cubs a better team? Uh, Oh, why why that reaction? It's not nice. 
Because go ahead, do your thing, do your thing. So former Orioles and Astros first baseman, DH, sometimes left fielder Trey Mancini is still out there. Where in the world he is, we're not sure. Mm. Uh, we tried to make it a game here on the show. He is perhaps the best free agent bat remaining, Sam. Mm. Um, the Athletic reported on Friday, Sahadev Sharma. If Jed Hoyer doesn't spend the rest of his remaining budget on veterans for the pen, he can still look to add another more powerful bat. He could mm-hmm. still choose to pursue right-handed Trey Mancini, who could get first, who could get time at first base with Hosmer as a platoon situation, and also DH. Fangraph's projection for Mancini in 2023 slash line of 244, 321, 409, mm. 19 home runs. He hit 18 last year. Uh, perhaps Wrigley Field would help him with some of his baseball card numbers there. Mm. Uh, but I think Mancini, uh, given the price point, which won't be much, and you had that space before the luxury tax threshold, uh, one- or two-year deal, if they want him, they could sign him. Again, I just question they're actually uh, pursuit of him now, especially adding Hosmer at such a low cost. Yeah. But you add a proven major league player, and maybe that – that does make your lineup that much better. What do you think? Because I actually drafted a lineup that I'm going to show in a second. This changes the starting lineup drastically in my mind. And I say drastically just because I'm such a big Matt Mervis fan. Go ahead. I don't like this. I, I, I'm tired of it. I, I don't think it moves the needle that much. We, we go from talking about possibly offering Correa – to go into Mancini. Here's my thing. If it was Mancini, not Hosmer, okay, great. Hosmer, Mancini. I want to see Matt Mervis um, get a lot of plate appearances. And it's just, you know, I just, like, where does he fit? Does he help the team that much? Where does he play? I mean, here, flash the the lineup up. Let Let me take a little gander. So I did change it a bit, especially at the top. I have Suzuki leading off now in this lineup. Uh, then I have Mancini there at seventh as the Suzuki DH, leading. So. Suzuki leading off is actually an interesting. We'll, we'll explore that. Yeah. So so here's the lineup. No Mervis. I have Swanson batting third now. Horner uh, back to fifth. Um, you know this eliminates Matt Mervis so, as a starter. I'm not sure I like that. It's a it's 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 a terrifically fine lineup. I would again. Really again, there's like rotations to... that are going to happen with Morel and such. Yeah, of course, of course, um, and Barnhart. Yeah. Um, I just <laughs> rather see Mervis in there. Like, here's my thing. Yeah, it's almost a who would you rather see? Are you serious about winning this year? And if you are serious, like winning is in like competing for a division title. Is it is is your goal this year to win the NL Central? If it is, do you think Trey Mancini moves the needle more than an unknown Matt Mervis? I don't know the answer to that. If I don't it was, think so. If it was taking plate appearances away from Matt Mervis because we had Jose Abreu, mm-hmm. sure. I would be interested in that. Or if we went out and got a, a, a different, more available guy, yeah, absolutely. But but to take away his plate appearances for a platoon of Mancini and Hosmer just doesn't, to me, I think there's a chance Mervis is going to be significantly better than those guys to begin with. 
So I ask why? We we know that Mancini isn't as of an impactful bat right now. We don't know that about Mervis. So you know what we should do? We should find out. Right, right. Can right. we find out? Um, oh, a couple things about this lineup. <laughs> okay. Um, so you did you you, uh, you you do a fantastic job orchestrating it. You know, righty lefty. Uh-huh. Look, <sighs> I really don't want to open the year with Bellinger hitting cleanup. Yeah, you. I, I actually had somebody mentioned to me the other day when, when we got to that spot in the lineup that you, you know, you commented even then you called it the first weak point. Yeah. Like, like uh, the, the top three of, of ha- whatever the co- combination of Suzuki happens, Swanson's good. I think Horner should be four. Right. I, it's just, look, Bell, you know, I'm hearing a lot of talk about Bellinger. Like, could he return MVP form? Listen, I love this move because of the defense can he can he return to average form would be really helpful. Correct, correct. Um, but yeah, you know when I look at this lineup, don't forget Mancini for a second and sub in Mervis and twist it around. There really isn't a point where I roll my eyes at who's hitting until we probably get to the end, which is which is exciting. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, palatable product at the very least. It's just such a it's just so much low ceiling with this group. Yeah, Swanson third. I mean, he's really gonna have to carry some weight by a guy. Yeah, yeah. The other day, I think I had him fourth or fifth. So, but you know what, though, it's it's not a bad team. We could say that, right? You know, I think your question from the Correa discussion earlier, boy, in the show, boy, would boy would he fit in well here? Yeah, I should have done that in that segment. No, you 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 didn't have to do that. But no, but you know what? So I, th- I think I am a little bit. Nervous to answer that question that you had. Are the Cubs serious about winning this year? And and and, and again, I'm when starting I answer, to wonder about that. And when I ask that question, when I say serious, I mean like, are they like, hey, we really want to win the Central? Because of course they're serious right. about winning. I mean, they're well, not. What about a not, wild card? They're not going out there. They're not going out there saying, ah, screw these guys, you know. But <laughs> right, right. Uh, when I say serious about winning, I'm saying is is it like is are, is Jed telling the guys, hey, we this is a playoff team, or is it? Let's see what happens. Right now, I think it's more of the latter. But if you put Correa in the middle of that lineup, and your your Hap, you know your your Correa, Suzuki, Hap, Correa, Horner, Swanson, yeah, Mervis, to you, the listeners, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna bring our passion to you. <laughs> A lot of go comes goes. I think you know, game on or what? Right. If, yeah, because that expression right now does not fit this roster. It they doesn't. Re, they re-signed Smiley. Yeah, well, oh, come on. Nah, you know what I mean. Uh, oh, by the way, we, we'll we talk about this at another time. I did re- very good call. It seems like you have a little bit more of a heartbeat on, like, the things that are unsaid with the Cubs that, like, are just an understanding that I do. Cause like, I, I thought it was kind of crazy the other day when you were like, well, I don't know if Hendricks is going to be healthy to start the year. I thought that was a blasphemous comment. And then I read yesterday that Hadavi's hopeful that he starts the year with the team. Like, what, yeah. I, I would almost slot in was Nesky or Sampson instead of him. What? So he, so what, like, what, where was I on this information? I think you were watching the bulls. No, definitely not that. 
you know, I just don't understand. Like, so, so he was really like seriously hurt. Yeah, he was. He was sidelined. Absolutely. Well, his velocity can't be hurt. All right. Well, we're going to uh, keep the uh, keep the the beat going here. What a show! And what a and uh, we're going to wrap up with some trivia. Oh, but boy. if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have to try a Built Bar. Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. We're 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 wishing everybody a happy New Year. And <gasps> you know that people have the resolutions about eating better. You got to try Built because Built is actually a healthy, tasty snack. They're so delicious. You would think they're not good for you, but they are. They're perfect for any resolution that you've made. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years... We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you still can do and you should, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. The four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate and coconut puffs is at Walmart and Sam's Club right now. Go to a nearby store or Built.com today to try a Built Bar. Matt, breaking news. Really? The Houston Texans converted two fourth downs and a two-point conversion and now lead the Colts 32-31 with 30 seconds left. Colts ball at midfield. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then we'll hopefully have a final score by the end of this program. Yeah, we're going to be on for a few more minutes, and that might be all it takes. Former University of Illinois alum Chase McLaughlin is the kicker for the Colts. He could hold the keys to a Cubs number one pick with a miss. Excuse me, Bears. And that's going to be former Bears and Illini coach Lovey Smith helping out right. his former state and team. Uh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's going to be a huge storyline for so long in this town. Uh, and maybe we'll have a number one pick party on this show this week. Okay, Sam, courtesy of Jordan Bastion's fine newsletter at MLB.com. Oh, no. I hope I don't miss it again. The Cubs will enter 2023 without Wilson Contreras as part of their catching group for the first time since 2015. Yeah. Since Contreras made his debut in 16. Yep. How many catchers did the Cubs use in 2015? In 2015. Right. So Contreras debuted in 16. They began the Contreras era. Well, the last year... Before that era was 15. How many catchers did the Cubs use? Was it A3, B4, C5, or D6? Okay, so in fairness to me, like these questions really aren't about like Cubs not. Like, so, like off the top of my head, Wellington Castillo, Miguel Montero, and David Ross. Like those are the three that I know. Right, right, right. But, so, so then, so now I get to the point where it's multiple choice, just like the Ernie Banks thing. And do I say, well, is three too obvious? Or right. would there have have to been another couple catchers? I, I know Taylor Davis was there later, like 18, 19. So it wasn't him. So like, those are the only three I know. So the thing would be, do I answer three? Or do I just assume that there's another guy I'm forgetting about, which I'm sure I am? Um, and do you want any level of clues? Or Yeah, a clue would be great. So Taylor Davis, you said... Yeah. Um, how about a catcher that also shares that first name? 
Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. Taylor. Um, what was his last name? I, I know exactly what you're talking Alliteration. about. Alliteration. Yeah. Taylor T. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I T. T Garden? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Wow. You're amazing. No, I'm not. Um, and then uh, a fifth. Oh, I just gave it away. So is five. Yeah. I was going to say four. But who five. is the fifth? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Da, na, 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 na. He is a lefty power hitter. Da, 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 okay, just da, leave me alone for a second. Right. A lefty power hitter. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have hit for that much power. It's a fifth catcher. Um, well, but there's a twist to it. Kyle Schwarber. Correct. Five catchers in 15 by innings. Montero, Ross, Schwarber, Castillo, and T. Garden. I knew it was four or five. It's going to be a great week here on the show. We're going to try say, to continue. Can I say oh, one what? thing? Yeah. Speaking of lefty catchers, I even remember, I think it was 13 or 14 when Steve Clevenger struck out against the Giants and threw his back out at the same time to end the game. Anyone remember that? Fantastic. We're going to try to continue our player series, uh, some bold predictions, uh, at react to any transactions the Cubs make. And um, the Chicago Bears have the number one pick in the draft. Oh, my gosh. That that actually is really wild, and I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I, I, I can't get excited about losing, but I'm as excited as I can be for the circumstances. Right. Uh, pitchers and catchers report in mid-February, opening day on March 30th. We're going to continue to lead up to that. Uh, we're going to do a mailbag this Friday, folks, on Friday's episode. Or, um, so please send us your questions. Uh, that's going to be, uh, if I have the number here still, uh, not sure if I have it. I made a lot of edits here on my system. Uh, no, 312-834-4634. I'd love to take your questions uh, for Friday. Um and uh, we'll see what other surprises uh, that we have along the way uh, this week as well. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube. Smash the like button as well. 100-plus likes a show is, is, I think, the goal now. And, and, and all our listeners have been great with that. Follow uh, App, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods on the audio side. And again, the text number for the mailbag, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making – oh, what is it, Sam? No, I'm just doing the numbers. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll try to get that graphic up. Oh, also, hopefully everybody loves the new graphic that we uh, debuted for Friday's show. You okay, debuted should, it. Should be a great week on the program. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy, and this is Locked on Cubs.